Life Audio. You're listening to Therapy and Theology, and I'm your host, Carly Merclear. This podcast is a space where we explore popular topics and questions related to the convergence of faith, feelings, spiritual formation, and more. My prayer is that through these conversations, we will grow in our awareness of who we are as beloved children of God, learn to acknowledge our needs and emotions with curiosity and compassion, and rediscover the purpose and power of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. As a licensed therapist and ministry leader, I want to give voice to the many questions we face while cultivating a clearer view of how our faith informs our healing journey. I don't have all the answers, but I am committed to going deeper and walking together. So whether you've been to therapy or know exactly what you believe when it comes to theology, I want to invite you to join this journey as we fearlessly name the complexities of our present reality and press into the hope of the gospel story. So are you ready? Let's jump into today's question and begin this journey together. everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And thank you for joining me from wherever you are today. Welcome back to Therapy and Theology. If this is your first time listening, I'm so glad you're here. And for those of you who are back again, welcome. I just want to say how thankful I am for this community and for the opportunity to chat with you guys week after week. So today we are going to be kicking off a new four-part series on relational roadblocks. Last week, we explored the four characteristics of healing relationships which were covenant love, gracing over shaming, empowerment over control, and intimacy over isolation. And in studying these concepts in scripture, we learn that God is the only one who can meet these characteristics perfectly. Yet with his spirit, we are equipped to what I like to call pushing back the darkness. Because let's be real, oftentimes there are many barriers or roadblocks to developing healthy healing relationships. So if you listened to the previous episode and maybe you felt frustrated or even discouraged on how to develop the love and grace and empowerment and intimacy that healing relationships possess, this is a great place to start. You know, we are all imperfect people and we are in relationship with other imperfect people. Yet I hold hope and I have seen evidence that healing and health can grow where wounds and weariness once were. But this is only by and through the power of God's movement in our hearts and minds. So I find it that 
naturally I'm drawn to these types of conversations surrounding relationships and family dynamics as the holidays approach. My session topics also begin to turn to the exploration of roadblocks to healthy and healing relationships, whether it be stress or conflict, pain, grief, all are areas which impact our engagement and quality of relationships. And this is why it's so vital to explore and remind ourselves of the importance of boundaries, communication, forgiveness, and ways to cultivate gratitude for the complexities of life and relationships. So it's only fitting that I share my thoughts on these topics with you as we all prepare for the busyness of the season. I cannot believe it's already November and I'm excited for the sweet celebrations, but also acknowledge that there's a silent pain that many of us hold for what was or what should have been. And so I pray that we can continue to learn to hold both with bravery and boldness. So today in kicking off this series, I want to start with one of the most talked about concepts in my therapy room. And that would be boundaries or lack thereof. Now, love them, hate them. The bottom line is we have to learn them. And let me give you a quick overview on what I share with my clients as we get into this conversation, because I think sometimes we can think we understand boundaries or that we have them. And in actuality, the conflict in our relationships or the roadblocks that come up are really evidence of the lack of boundaries that maybe we've been able to place. So here's the continuum. We have on one side, rigid boundaries. This would be characterized by avoiding intimacy and close relationships. And to point back to the foundation of attachment in here, rigid boundaries often connect with avoidant attachment styles, unlikely to ask for help, maybe have few close relationships, very protective of our personal information, maybe seems detached from relationships and even romantic partners, and keeps others at a distance to avoid possible rejection. On the other side of this continuum, we have what we call porous boundaries or lack thereof. And we oftentimes see this in oversharing personal information to various people, difficulty saying no to requests of others, over-involvement in other people's problems, dependent on the opinion of others, um, accepting of abuse or disrespect. Oftentimes we don't know maybe how to handle it, so we just go along with it. It's more passive in nature. And then there's more of a fear of rejection if we don't comply with others' requests or needs. But on both sides of this continuum, we can see how boundaries can be a roadblock. Whether we have them or if we have too many of them, they can keep us from healing relationships. And so we want to be able to understand the, what I would say, balanced view of boundaries is, which value our own opinions and the opinions of others. They don't compromise their values from others. They share personal information in a way that's appropriate, which is not over or under sharing, and no personal wants, needs, and how to communicate them. So where do you fall in this continuum? It'd be helpful to be able to maybe see where you are at, but boundaries in general are really dependent on settings. So you could look at this chart and say, okay, I have rigid boundaries with my close relationships. Maybe I have more porous boundaries within my work or within my education. Whatever setting we find ourselves in, we can see how boundaries maybe impact those relationships differently. We can look at boundaries so broadly if we're able to see them in different areas of our life. So maybe you're great at physical boundaries, but maybe not so great with time boundaries. I know that that is a really hard one for me. 
it's hard to say no when someone needs me, right? But it's also helpful to be able to establish healthy boundaries in different areas of our lives, whether it be emotional boundaries, time boundaries, or physical boundaries. So it's also funny how often I teach about boundaries, yet even just last week, one of my close friends pointed out my lack of boundaries in a situation, which was largely the source of my stress and the strain in our friendship. Yeah, you got to love close friends that'll tell you it straight, right? But in all seriousness, she was right. When we are in relational tension or start to feel resentment, it can be easy to externalize the responsibility of the situation onto the other person. I cannot tell you how many times I have done this. I've had to realize two important things. First, my boundaries are not other people's boundaries. And secondly, I am responsible for upholding my boundaries and respecting other people's boundaries. So let's talk about a definition for boundaries. I think it's really helpful to see boundaries as tracks because I think sometimes we can view them more as walls to keep people in or out, but tracks allow us to move forward and they also contain a safety measurement, right? When we put train tracks in a direction, it helps us move in a positive trajectory. And so depending on where you're at with boundaries in certain relationships, it's helpful to see them that way. Simply put, boundaries are the line between where we end and another person begins. And so Dr. Henry Cloud, he is an author and incredible psychologist and speaks frequently about boundaries. He wrote a book called Boundaries. You've probably heard of it or read it. Um, But he talks about three components of boundaries that promote empowerment that I think are so, so important and helpful to us when we're talking about how do I establish healthy boundaries in my life? So here are the three components. Number one, boundaries help us take ownership of our feeling and thoughts. Number two, boundaries freely help us choose what we want and what we don't want. And number three, they give us the responsibility of expressing our personal power. And I think it's so great when we can take something so practical like boundaries and see it modeled for us in scripture. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way, but when I look at the way God creates himself separate from us, yet intrinsically related to him, this is such a beautiful aspect of what we call it in psychology and in the counseling realm, differentiation. And it's this separateness. Not that we're separate or isolated from others, but that we are different people. Like I have my own thoughts, feelings, and values, and you have your own thoughts, feelings, and values. And God shows us his ownership, right, of what he wants and doesn't want, of what is his and what is ours. And I think it's really helpful to look back to scripture and see how God differentiates himself one, as God and we as his creation. But think sometimes maybe boundaries get a bad rap, especially in the Christian communities. But I think also we, when we go back to scripture, we can see how boundaries aren't to keep people out, but it's to keep us in health. And something I'm learning is that setting boundaries and honoring our limits is really helpful. And it, it allows us to love in a different way. It allows us to reduce the levels of overwhelm or guilt or even resentment. And it allows us to move forward in relationships. And so here are the top questions that I got from some of my friends when I asked about why we have a hard time setting boundaries. So the first response was hurting people's feelings.
I think we can get into a feeling of guilt. And oftentimes I think this is related to our, are you being Jesus? Are you loving? Well, absolutely. This makes total sense to me. And I feel this deeply and personally, (laughs) but at the same time, boundaries help us care. If we can focus more on the understanding of boundaries being loving rather than unloving, we can move towards them in a different way. Boundaries help us care both for ourselves and for others. So if you're asking yourself, well, am I being selfish? You know, I'm feeling guilty. Am I not loving well enough? Let's go back to looking at the output, right? How much time are we spending? How much of our time boundaries are being maybe crossed or violated that's impacting us? And if we're feeling resentment, if we're feeling frustrated, that's a good, that's a good sign that maybe we need to shift our boundaries a little bit. It's interesting because last week we talked about unconditional love, and I think we can get really caught up in, well, I have to unconditionally love people, which means I have to be there for them all the time. And if I hurt their feelings, they're not going to see the love of Jesus, but there are conditions within commitment. I'm going to say that again. There are conditions within commitment, not the condition for commitment, right? Now, here's the thing. We are committed to relationship with others, but within that commitment, we have conditions on what that looks like, right? So I'm committed to loving my family and my friends, and within that, I have conditions on what that looks like for me. It doesn't take away my commitment. It says, this is how I do commitment, right? And so boundaries are not barriers, but bridges for traveling better together. Now, God provided boundaries for Adam and Eve, right? We see this in Genesis too. This was out of love and protection. And Jesus provided boundaries to the crowds by taking time alone, right? He said no to the demands that were placed on him so that he could love from a place of fullness. So maybe this will help us a little bit in shifting our perspectives from it being, oh, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. What if we're actually caring for them in a better way? The second answer that I got to this question of why it's hard to set boundaries was fear of rejection or conflict. (laughs) This is so true, right? Who likes conflict or potential rejection? None of us. And one of my clients once said, and I thought it was so profound, she said, Carly, if I set boundaries, people will leave. And I thought this was such a powerful statement because the reality is she's right. But what kind of people will leave? As painful as this sounds, it tells us something. Boundaries test the quality of our relationships. Let's think of rejection as a decline in invitation. Although this is unfortunate, it's the other person who is missing out on being in a healthy relationship with you. I find it funny how often Jesus went first in this. He was greatly rejected even by those who knew him closely, even his own disciples. Yet to be true to who he was, he did not change himself to quote unquote, keep the peace, which is not true peace at all. Instead, Jesus often faced the rejection or conflict and in compassion pointed to the purpose of his actions and words, inviting those around him to follow him. If conflict arises from boundary setting, it's often because someone's boundaries are more porous. So in such times, we can offer unconditional love built on commitment to be able to say, I love you and I need this boundary to love you best. Number three, unrealistic expectations. This is a tricky one because it's important to have clear expectations that are valid. Pete Zero gives an incredible outline of what valid expectations are. He says that there are three specific components to valid expectations. 
They have to be realistic, communicated, and agreed upon. So how we implement the boundary is key. If we are setting boundaries without communicating them or having an agreed upon expectation about it, then they won't understand. And that's an unrealistic expectation, right? People can't read our minds. And so we have to think of a boundary as a verbalized invitation for connection rather than a demand for control, right? We talked about this in our last episode about empowerment versus control. We want to create the space that allows another person to agree or negotiate their own expectations and boundaries. So dedication to maintaining boundaries we set is the hardest part of this practice, right? We cannot expect other people to share our personal boundaries unless they are verbalized and agreed upon. And number four and final one is wanting to please everyone. I think this is probably the one that I resonate with the most. This is probably the most common challenge I think that we face when it comes to setting boundaries. The root is often connected to a balance between tending to the feelings of others and our own. And I'm so guilty of this at times. When we set boundaries, we are tending to our needs and acknowledging our limits. And this is an act of humility and self-nurturance. It takes practice to release the responsibilities of tending to others' emotions to the cost of our own. And here's the reason why we do this. Because by focusing solely on others, we lose ourselves. And the result is often resentment and conflict. So tell me, what does it look like for you to begin to create healthy relational tracks in your own life? You know, I think there's three basic things that can really help us get started with this. I call this building better boundaries. Number one, explore your personal values. Number two, learning to express your personal thoughts and feelings. And three, exercising personal power within relationships. So if boundary setting is new to you, or if you're realizing that you want to dig a little bit deeper into understanding what boundaries you need to set in your life to give yourself margin to reduce relational conflict, I want to invite you to join me in an interactive live workshop on November 13th at 7 p.m. We're going to be talking all things boundaries, and I'm going to give you some simple yet significant steps to understanding your personal values, boundary violations, boundary style, and ways in which to implement boundaries in your relationships. And if we have time, we'll even do a Q&A at the end. So I hope you'll join me on November 13th. You can check out the registration on my website at carlymarkblue.com, on my Instagram, in the link in my bio, or check the show notes for more information. And I hope to see you on November 13th. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Therapy and Theology. If you have a question or topic you would like discussed on a future episode, please feel free to email me or drop it in the comments. Also, don't forget to subscribe to have each week's episode instantly downloaded to your podcasts and see the show notes for resources mentioned in this episode. To access more content and join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, visit my website at carlymarkwilliard.com. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.